Straight Talk Wireless knows there are plenty of reasons you might need a new phone. But switching to a better wireless provider doesn't have to be one of them. Keep your own phone and save when you switch to any Straight Talk Wireless plan, like our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with unlimited high-speed data and 5 gigs of hotspot, plus nationwide 5G and America's best networks. Keep your own phone. Switch to a better wireless plan. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart and Walmart.com. Requires a compatible online phone and QIOP kit. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See latest terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Any workout, any mood, any time. That's what the Peloton Tread is all about. From interval runs that motivate you to go the extra mile, power walks that work up a sweat, rolling hill hikes for you to enjoy, and full body boot camps to hit your goals. Plus thousands of workouts that go beyond the tread. Strength programs, core classes, yoga, Pilates, and even boxing. Everything you need on and off the Peloton Tread. Experience it all for yourself with a 30-day home trial. Learn more at OnePeloton.com. Today is an awesome day, and one of the reasons why is we get to speak to Jocelyn Gebhardt today. Jocelyn and I are alike, a lot like many people that I meet on LinkedIn, you know, full of hope and energy and taking chances and just living life, and I'm excited to talk to Jocelyn today on the show. You know, she's going through some major changes in her life and, and taking some risks and I love that and, and all for the purpose of following her passion, following her dreams and, and having action with that. You know, I think we we often have a lot of intentions and ideas and things that we want to do, but we like the action part of it. Not Jocelyn. She is all about moving forward, taking chances asking questions, learning, growing. And that is something I deeply admire. And I think it's going to be very powerful for any of you guys out there who are looking to do something different and to change your life and to follow something that you have always wanted to do. I think Jocelyn's story is going to resonate with you. So today, sit down, relax, drink some coffee, do a shot, whatever you are doing, wherever you're at in the world. And listen to Jocelyn Gebhardt. How are you doing? I'm good. And yourself? I'm doing well. Oh, man. Jocelyn, it's good to be speaking with you again. Yeah, you too. So what have you been up to today? Um, Well, this week I'm on vacation for my full-time job, so um, (laughs) it's been a little little more relaxing. Um, So I went and worked out this morning, um, and I've just been doing some things that are on my to-do list that have been on my to-do list for a while, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that happens. It definitely happens. So is this like an in-town vacation, out-of-town vacation? Um, I'm just staying in town, yeah, almost like a little staycation, yeah. Yeah, so. I had a buddy who does that all the time. Like, it just stays in town. He just takes time off. It was pretty. Yeah. I used to mess with him about it. I'm like, don't you want to? Don't you want to go anywhere? Like, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it would uh, certainly be nice to be somewhere, you know, on a beach. Sure. But not this time. <laughs> sure. So I'm my my voice is a little hoarse today, slightly. It's coming back, but I was uh, out of town for a day in Whistler, Canada, big nice. ski, ski hiking place, and. Uh, I had a little too much to drink and I was yelling a lot. So I blew my voice out. It was terrible yesterday. It looked bad. 
Well, at least you had fun. I hope you had fun. Oh, it was an incredible time. And there's lots of videos of me losing my mind, which shall not be released to the public. (laughs) (laughs) But I had a great time. I was drinking at the top of a mountain. It was awesome. Wow, that's awesome. So... Uh, forgive me if it sounds if I'm like a, oh, 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 here and there. <laughs> That's <times>. all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about some transitions because I feel like the last time we talked, it was kind of about you know a transition in your life, and maybe talk a little bit about that, and we'll just kind of move on from there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still in that transition phase. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm still still trying to navigate and and figure some things out. But um, you know, some exciting things are in I think are coming up in the future um, that should really just kind of like turn my life around. <laughs> um, turn it, it around. Take it 360. <laughs> okay. Um, but you know, some some things that. I've been wanting to do in my life um, for a while now and um, just kind of like trying to figure out how to make that happen and and try to figure out, um, you know, how to make a make this whole thing a reality. Um, And it's so easy, I feel like, to get comfortable and to get stuck in our ways in in any capacity of your life, um, whether that's professional, personal. um, So just trying to almost like knock down those barriers that that society has placed on on us <laughs> uh, without going into too much detail on that whole thing. <laughs> what is the detail? What is it? You, you come on here and you don't share anything? Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, just trying to um, trying to transition into that that fitness um, full time and, and trying to um, make it work because it is, you know, every, every fitness professional talks about making that jump or that leap. Um, and it's scary, you know, it's, it's scary going from something that's so, uh, concrete and, and, and almost like guaranteed to, to the unknown, um, to figuring out how are we, how are we going to make it work, um, as an entrepreneur and as a fitness trainer, um, and really be able to support ourselves and um, kind of go through the, the day-to-day living and, and being comfortable yeah. and being able to support ourselves. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was on, I had a really interesting conversation with uh, Amy Ashmore, who was, uh, she, she just recorded her podcast episode. It'll be coming up, but she is a super, super long time fitness professional, 30 years started in boxing with actually the Mayweathers. I mean, crazy wow. story, yeah. crazy stuff into performance training. And then she became a professor at, you know, different universities in Florida state. And uh, she has a very unique perspective on people getting into the fitness industry. And so we got in this, it was really fascinating. Just, we got in this big talk cause I've been in the game a long time about fitness as a career. Right. And how that is still, in many ways, uh, in a, the fledgling process of it, it's very difficult to have that for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of burn. I was talking to my business partner about the other day. It's just, there's a lot of trainers out there. They're so passionate, but uh, they don't often last very long. Right. 
Right. Um, because we were talking about, without taking up too much time, I want to want to ask you questions, but it was really the sales. It's a sales job yeah. in a lot of ways. And I think a lot of trainers don't go into it understanding that element. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's weird, right? It's like, should we have to sell fitness and wanting to, and wellness? Like it should be a, but it's very easy for, for fitness professionals to be like, you sh- everybody should make a party of their life. Everybody should right. make 30 minutes out of their day f- to exercise or to um, go for a walk or, or do something. Um, but to some people, that concept, it just doesn't click. Um, so that's a lot where, of people. Yeah, and that's where <laughs> I think the, the selling almost has to take place, which is a bizarre concept to me. <laughs> it's um, bizarre to almost every fitness professional. Yeah. <laughs> Because they get into it not to sell it, they, right? You know, have a passion for it, and they just want to help people. You know, it's it's a caregiving, it's a service providing, um, a really caring relationship you're wanting to create. But it's like anything; it's a business also, right? And you have to sell in that business. In yeah. Order to- <laughs> so you got this, you got this whole thing on one shoulder. You got I want to help everybody. I want to do all this stuff, and on the other side, I need to make money to support myself, right? For this and those two and and honestly, the sales part, you have to become pretty good at that in order to accomplish to take caring your taking care of yourself. And then it can become a lot more about, you know, helping people a lot more. It's strange, actually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it, it's definitely uh, and I almost feel like, you know, a fitness career when I tell friends or or, you know, colleagues that, you know, I'm going to do this this fitness thing full time. And it's almost still like in society, it's like a laughable thing. It's like, Oh, come on. And I'm like, no, really? Like, <laughs> Oh man, I have a great thing to tell you. You continue. I have to tell you something. It's pretty funny. So it's like, why after all this time and how, how big it is nowadays, like, why is it still so people don't take you seriously when you, when you say that? It's still, it's-, in, it's still in its infancy though. I mean, the, you know, the, the first really rigorous certification was like the NSCA in like 1993, yeah. 93. That's like nothing yeah. in the time frame. And then if you look, I wrote a, a chapter in a book on the history of exercise and I took it back way to ancient times, hunter gatherers, this whole thing. And, you know, it has just literally recently become a viable profession, like with even some level of regulation, even though it's not regulated. And so like when I was in college and I was doing kinesiology, I used to have a good friend of mine who would say, well, what did you learn today? How to do a jumping jack? Like <laughs> you do some setups today in class. And I, I used to, used to bother me, man. Yeah. It really used yeah, to bother like, me. There's because, more to it. Yeah. And it was like, oh, that's actually hard. Exercise, phys, organic chemistry, all this stuff. And it was just, it's just looked down upon and it still has that stigma in some way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's frustrating. It's, you know, it's like it, of all things, the personal trainer or, you know, somebody in the fitness industry should have a lot of um, respect and uh, from other people because we literally are changing people's lives. And sure, I, I don't know that I could say that about a lot of other careers. <laughs> I don't know that I could say that a lot either. And it's actually it's actually a profession where you have to be on 100 percent of the yeah. time. Yeah. You can't hide in some cubicle. Right. And go, I'm having a bad day, go cry in your office or something, you know, right. like that. Yeah, no. You can't do that. But I think our, our profession also lends itself to being jokey sometimes because 
it's highly unregulated. There's like 8 jillion certifications. Yeah. And nobody's trying to unite it. Everybody's trying to ha- get their piece of the pie. So, you know, even massage therapists laugh at us and nurses and all these, you know, large bodies that have one way to get in. You know, we have like 9 million. Yeah. And everybody's like, really? You did that in five hours? Yeah. Like, yeah. How do you're good at anything over a weekend? You know, like. Right. I mean, I could drink a mean storm over a weekend, but I, I don't, you know, I can't be great at training. Or like, right. I mean, you have to practice being good at taking shots right. early in my life. I mean, geez, everything takes practice. Come on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, come on. Come out the, the gate a drinking machine. I mean, come on. I'm, like, I'm not a drinking machine, but I can hold my own. Anyways, but, you know, it's just kind of it's uh, I think we're just too new of a business and we're too we're in our infancy <clears throat> so it's it's just it's just getting out there and more people have trainers more than ever i mean it used to be that when i was in the starting out in the business training was only for pretty wealthy people right at that time and now it's you know becoming more prevalent that uh people are having trainers you know yeah you see it more and more um even with you know, people that are right out of college that, you know, typically don't have a ton of money, but they have a trainer and yeah, Yeah. it's very, it's a lot more common nowadays. Um, and I think it's just people taking that step of like, Hey, I I need to do something about my lifestyle. You know, I got to change it. And this is the only thing that if I, if I know that I have a trainer that's waiting on me at the gym, I got to (laughs) go. Yeah, I can't just say, Oh, not today. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I, I compare on these shows. I get wild, weird stuff, man. I start saying weird things, but I just like to make comparisons with stuff. <laughs> and uh, I compare where we're at in the fitness industry to kind of where we're at when in the electric car industry. Like, <laughs> so like I just got a Tesla and everybody, I got the model three. Everybody thinks like I am super rich because right. I got it. Oh my God. You got a Tesla. Right. <laughs> Are, are you, I call my insurance, you know, person to, you know, change over my insurance from my truck to the Tesla. And they're like, you got what? You got a Tesla? I'm like, I got the model three. It's like very affordable. It's like in the 30 some thousand dollar range. Like the average price of a car in the United States, is like $36,000. Right. Like, right. But it's just this like, oh, you must be so elite. Yeah. You know, or like, and I'm like, yeah, I traded in my Ford F-150 for like $15,000 credit. So it was cheap. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like I had all this money. Just I, I gamed the system and Tesla actually made an affordable car. Yeah. And back in the day, it was like, hey, oh, you have a personal trainer. Oh, you must be very rich if you have a personal trainer. Right, right. It just takes time. More people are going to have electric cars. More people are going to get them go, wow, this is amazing. You don't have to have gas anymore. No maintenance, all this. And then more people have trainers like, wow, I could see the value of this. Because once you're introduced to something that is life altering, it's very difficult to unsee it yes. and go back. Yes. Once you have a trainer and, you've re- and you're introduced to tempo, accountability, progression specificity it's very difficult to go back and start exercising on your own yeah after that because it's like pales in comparison Mm -hmm. to it and we're just at that stage yeah and it's just the the time like people don't want they want to go to the gym and they don't want to think about oh let me try and put together like what am I going to do today at the gym it's almost like causes anxiety for people So like having a trainer just being like, they handle all that. I just show up and I do what I'm told. Like people love that. 
that's what people that's, love it. That's what you know what makes people get a trainer and then continue to come back, and then ultimately the res- they see results and all of that. But it's like the this is my sixty minutes of like I don't have to think about anything. <laughs> I totally agree. I would say almost all of my clients. I am their alone time yeah. from their kids, from their spouses, significant others. It's like, this is my time. And I don't want to think at all. I just want to be rope program me. I'm a robot. Just tell me what to do. Yep. And I will do it. And then I'll feel like, man, somebody, you know, told me what to do. And it was great. Yeah. But then you have people who are really stubborn and they're like, no, it's my body. I know how to move it. I'm like, mm. <laughs> and I think that's the problem with exercise is it's too personal for people. Yeah. It's your own body. You go, well, why can't I move my own body properly? Yeah. It's too personal for them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's, they just don't get it. <laughs> it's like, I would never think of like going to do something that was highly, you know, difficult to do, whatever that is, it's like do some surgery on myself or something like that or whatever in like, it's accepted. There's acceptable forms of asking for help in our right. society. And then there's other forms of people go, well, you shouldn't need to hire somebody to help you move your body. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Strange. Yeah. It's like, but they're the experts. So let them do it. Just like, I'm not going to, you know, like you said, I'm not going to try and perform surgery on myself. That's, I don't, I don't have I a do clue. <laughs> I don't have a clue how to yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> the stakes seem much higher with surgery for right. people. Like, oh, well, I don't want to kill myself. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's I like, mean, well, your you lack of throw your back out in the gym. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, gyms are funny anyways, because it's like a it's like a big circus of weirdness. Yeah, it really is. Right. It's like that scene from Star Wars with like all the all the weird like aliens in the bar and everybody's <laughs> drinking and you're like, what the hell is going on in here? <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to sometimes walk into like a big, you know, corporate gym and and not want to walk over and help people. But, um, you know, it's that that feeling of are they going to be offended especially you know female yes. walking up to a male and <laughs> you know it's like i'm not even going to touch that you know <laughs> i should I mean, the but... <laughs> yeah the longer you're in the business this sounds terrible the longer you're in the business the more you're like i'm not doing that yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> people get angry man because it's this initial defensive reaction yeah you know you can be super nice and they'll still not be happy yeah it's like what do you it. mean i'm telling i'm doing this wrong well you're doing it you're doing it wrong <laughs> It's just wrong. I mean, you're doing military presses still. Yeah. Not, nobody does that. We stopped doing that in like 1997. I mean, what? Uh, no. You yeah. still use the same software system on your computer from like Tandy in 1986. Right. I mean, right. Upgrade it. Yeah, iPhone one. I mean, what? I mean, <laughs> what is this? And it's just, you know, anyway, I'm getting on a tangent, but I want to talk about your transition. And what do you think for you is the hardest element of it that you're experiencing? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> uh, I think finding the right, um, the right avenue to go down. Like there's so many, like we were just talking, it's just like, there's so many, everybody wants a, a piece of the puzzle and there's so much out there. It's like, there's personal trainers at corporate gyms, there's CrossFit, there's private training, there's group training, there's, there's just so much. And it's like, what avenue do I want to pick that I can like run down? <laughs> cause or like some weird buffet, you know? Y- yeah. It's <laughs> like, cause, cause ultimately like 
sure, if you if you pick one avenue and it doesn't seem to work out, you can go down another avenue. It's not like you're stuck yeah. on that forever. But no. But if you're going to make this transition, you're going to put the time in and and do the whole thing. You ultimately <laughs> you'd like to do it right the first time. <laughs> so I think it's just finding like you know, because I've done private training and I have my own business and I've run boot camps in the summer. And so I've done the group fitness too. And it's like, I enjoy both. So trying to figure out that, that right combo and that right mesh to really, again, be able to support myself and not run myself into the ground working all the time, because I feel like that's another thing that trainers really just it's almost like a, a prerequisite. It's like knowing that you're going to work all the time, but like you shouldn't have to work all the time. <laughs> it's the killer. It is the yeah. comic killer of fitness. Yeah. It, I've seen it, you know, after you've done it, been in the business a long time, you know, you start seeing if you last almost 20 years like myself and some of my colleagues, wow. you don't see a lot of people at that. You start seeing less and less and less people. One, especially as your circumstances change your life, you start when you're really young and let's say you're single and you just give all this time. You just give yeah. all your time to the gym. You know, you're doing what you do in the early mornings, you're doing the evenings, you know, running errands during the day. And then let's say you, you fall in love with somebody or you, you know, you have a kid or whatever, you know, you have to do something else in your life. It drastically changes how you view your work life. Yeah. And you're like, can I give to this the way I used to give to it? Right. And I feel like that's so I'm in that like, I'm in my early 30s, and I'm single, and I don't have anything tying me down or people wanting to, you you know, pull me in all different directions. So I have that mindset of like, all right, if I have to grind, and I have to work early mornings, late nights and weekends, and like, I've got that energy, and I'm like, I'm ready to do it. But then again, it's like finding that fine line of like, all right, well, if I want to go on vacation, like, can I do that? Or can I, Yeah. if a, a major life event were to happen, like, could I still manage this? So I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely hard. <laughs> it's a lot, more, it is. a lot more factors into it than you really think about and that you really know um, at the very beginning. <laughs> it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just strange because it's, in many ways, it's almost a hobbyist type of profession, but right. it's also a legitimate profession. And so you have like these different sectors. Uh, a good friend of mine, she came up, you know, in the business uh, with me. Um, I gave her a first job and stuff. And she she was teaching Group X at the time. And she was like, you know, it's kind of like it was like a hobby for me at first. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just I have kids. I'm just, you know, teaching Group X here and there. It was fun. And everybody she was with was just teaching group X and having all these huge classes, but it wasn't a career for them. It was not. Right. And then as it started to become a career, she started to realize how different the business is when it's for fun and when it's for making a living. Right. And and they're not in the same business at all. Yeah. And I, I almost like, I'm almost a little apprehensive is like, because right now, you know, I have a full-time job and, mm-hmm. you know, I have my personal training business on the side. So I I obviously love that. And I'm like almost scared. Like, is this going to ruin my view on personal training? Like, is it mm. going to ruin my love for it? And I hope not. <laughs> you know, I don't think that will happen, but it's, 
it's almost something that you have to think about um, because you go from it being a, a side gig to that's what's going to put food on your table. That's what's going to pay your rent. Um, so it almost makes it like this cloud hanging over your head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not cloud. I hope it's sun. But <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. To, honestly, it's very normal what you're feeling. It's hard. It's hard to answer. Yeah, I think to know what it's going to be like. I think that um, it's it's just very difficult. Yeah. I think there's lots of new avenues being developed through virtual uh, aspects of coaching and training, you know, which I've gotten into, which has completely changed my life. And I thought, man, I'm glad this came along because I needed this change. Right. You know? Right. And I think for a lot of fitness pressure professionals you just got to change as the industry changes right. over time and you're going to you're going to want something fresh and different in a different perspective over time how you feel about being in the business in your 40s will be different about how you feel about in your 30s right as your life changes so I've, I've just really evolved over time but i've also made myself versatile that i could do many different things in the business if i wanted to right for it yeah and i think that that's um you know, I've, I've certainly this summer, I've spent my time studying and I've done, you know, I actually this morning just got the notice that I passed my CrossFit level one. So uh -huh. um, I've got that now and I did my performance enhancement specialization. So I'm trying to add, not add, but like learn all these different avenues so that it does open, it could open up, you know, different opportunities or different um things to explore in a sense um as opposed to just one very narrow-minded like yeah I'm a personal trainer and i'm gonna train people face to face like yeah you no know, like let's i do the online thing now i have online clients so i i, I want to keep it so that there's multiple things that could be in you know that could drive income into me and, and that kind yeah. of thing um and just you know that way i could help that many more people you know it's just it opens up all new doors, um, all new, you know, different people and, and different with different goals and, and things like that. So um, trying to kind of keep my mind open, keep a, a positive, uh, I guess, outlook on all of this. But it's definitely yeah. overwhelming. Yeah, <laughs> it is overwhelming. It's overwhelming for everybody yeah. getting into it. Well, that's good to hear. Full time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny. I, when I used to run a high-end gym for over a decade, it was like, when I would bring on trainers, you know, it was like, hey, man, we got to build your business up, you know, but we can't do it in a weird salesy way. Like we have to kind of, you know, perfect the art of the subtle sale, relationship building. And I would really invest time in so that they could make sure they could pay their bills and they had leftovers and they felt comfortable and then go out we had a real system in place to really nurture them to become so that training could be their main business and they didn't have to do other things right. with that. But that's not common. Yeah. You know, it's like a feeding for, it's like fend for yourself when you're going to a lot of places. Yeah. And there's a lot of competition and all of that. It's just, uh, it's a, it's a very weird time yeah. because it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and, and it's projected to be this gigantic industry and it's getting big but it's really big for like the top players. It's very big. And then the bottom players, everybody's just scraping to get along. Yeah. They've got three or four try. jobs and they're, you know, it's yeah. just like they're running all over God's creation, <laughs> trying right, to make right. it work. And, and yeah, it's just, 
it could be a lot. And I, I have friends that, you know, are doing both. I have friends that are very successful up in New York City that, um, you know, have definitely put their time in, um, you know, they're 10, 12 years in the industry. Um, and then I've got friends that are even more new to this whole thing than I am. Um, you know, I'm only four and a half years in as a personal trainer. So, um, and they're, you know, they're working three or four jobs just to make ends meet. And I'm like, I don't want that to be me. (laughs) (laughs) That gets old real quick. Yeah. Telling you. Most of the trainers I know that haven't survived, they just, they got tired of the grind. Yeah. And they just wanted something more stable. And it's weird. Like they end up becoming like real estate agents and insurance people or bankers. And in, what was interesting is they traded their passion for stability. Right. And, and <laughs> while, they, while they may have become successful in that other thing, it's not what's making them happy. Right. They're not. It's not. It's success, but it's, it's a very flawed success in, in, in many ways because they're still it's like that. It's like they're thinking about some person they wish they would have married. They're like, right. I, that was that was the one. I shouldn't have let her go. They always think about it. I wish I would have kept doing that. And I think you just have to make a decision. Like I made a decision a long time ago. Like my goal is not to make a bunch of money. Yeah. I cannot let that be my deciding factor. You know, you know, you got people and some people in the fitness industry are making crazy amounts of money, but that's like a super tiny fraction of people doing it. And uh, I don't, I didn't aspire the level of, uh, grind to do that or the level of in in authentic but basically not being authentic inauthentic right. behavior to get there and sacrifice my personal life in order to become the king of fitness or whatever yeah and I think um you know I think what is driving this whole thing for me I don't know if I had an epiphany or or what mm-hmm. um but to me it's like my happiness is way more important than anything else so if this is what makes me happy then that's what I'm gonna do and and I think that 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 speaks volumes I think that you know you can go to a job and and go to a nine-to-five job for the rest of your life and it pays the bills and you've got extra money and you don't have to worry about your next paycheck but but that's not what fuels your fire um and I think that that people are scared to make jumps like this because of that stability. Um, and here I am being like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> You're jumping. Um, but again, I'm, I'm young. I don't have any thing. Yep. I don't have kids. I don't have any of that. So if now's the time to do it, now's the time to figure it out and make it work. And I know that, you know, it will be hard and, and that kind of thing. But, um, I think every day when I wake up, I'll, I'll be happy and I will be excited about the day. Um, and that to me is like, that is just enough in itself right there. So, but, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I think that not everybody has that same mindset. <laughs> Actually, a lot of people don't, I don't yeah. want to be the downer today, but I yeah. just like, it's just being like, yeah, it's just, it's just a hard business. You know, there's like, it's not like a lot of people. You know, I just say they go, you know, my route, you come out of college and all that, yada, yada, you you know, get formal education. There's really no set career path. Like for like when I was coming out of school was like a personal trainer was like a job you did just as like, well, just just to get me through. Yeah. 
Like, uh, you know, I do this, blah, 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 make some money here or there while I'm trying to figure out what I really want to do. Yeah. And it's kind of a secondhand deal yeah. for a lot of people. Just something to do because you get it done quickly and you can get a certification and go work someplace and, you know, you can go work at like 24-hour fitness and lose your soul or yeah. something like, that, you know, it's like. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just anybody that's worked there. You know what I'm talking. Yeah, it's I do. true. <laughs> I do. All these people know that I they do. know it. And anybody tells you it's not, they're lying to you. Yeah. Yeah. Lifetime, 24 hour fitness, all these gigantic gems. They're, they're not for you. They are not, they don't have your best interest. Right. Right. Any gigantic thing is generally about their bottom line, man. Yeah. Which is why so many trainers end up becoming entrepreneurs and doing their own thing because they're tired of getting crushed by, you know, a place that doesn't care about them. Yep. That's exactly why I, why I, yeah, went you the, and me both. I went the <laughs> private training route. <laughs> I actually, I had a bunch of friends who are in big gyms and I, I never even went into it. I was like, nope. Yeah. And I was like, I ain't gonna, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. And uh, this was like academic training. I was in like the university setting and then right into luxury training i just skipped that other stuff yeah. i was like eh, i don't want to have my soul sucked <laughs> selling supplements and things i would never do right you know? this weird system yeah place. it's like yeah it's strange so what have you encountered have been like the most so you've been in four and a half years what has been uh what have been some of the challenges you face currently or what as you've looked back as you started it you know um i think ultimately like you know starting out it's hard to you know every personal trainer's like all right i'm i just got certified let's do the friends and family route um so you, you know uh -huh. you do the you train your friends you train your family um which i did of course <laughs> um <laughs> and then you know it's like finding that especially private training it's like trying to find clients or find Mm -hmm. ways to get clients um because you're not in a big box gym um where they're you know shoving people your way to do fitness assessments but um so i really had i struggled at at the beginning with like you know i had one or two clients and i had one or two clients for a long time um and i was like man what like what what can i do um you know i, I talked to a few friends actually my my one good friend up in new york i would call him like my mentor like he really he was like listen like this is how i did it it's i'm not saying you have to do it but like here's what worked for me here's what didn't work um and i still to this day like i'll text him or i'll call him and i'll be like all right i'm <laughs> i'm stuck <laughs> uh, yeah. or like what like what's working for you up there and that kind of thing um but the one thing that I like really just took off with and I think that a lot of people recently have is like the power of social media. Like as much as I hate it, <laughs> you know, I hate <laughs> I hate constantly putting stuff on Instagram or stories and and videotaping my clients while they're doing it and um, while we're training and um, it, it takes up a lot of your time, but it works mm. like the hashtags like it really does work <laughs> um yeah. you know social media networking on linkedin like it's just finding what works for you um in your specific region like i can't say that what's working in dc is going to work out in denver colorado um but it's finding what is successful for you and kind of like running with it so um you know, I've found success in this app called Nextdoor, um, which is mm -hmm. like a neighborhood app. 
Um, and I just next door is hilarious, by the way. Yeah, there's some there's Gossip. some there's some weird stuff on there too. But <laughs> um, but just kind of like putting up there, like, hey, I'm a personal trainer in the neighborhood. Like, here's my website. Check it out if you're interested. And I have found like so much success through that. Um, you know, stay at home moms that are like, oh, this is what I've been looking for. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great advice. Yeah. It's like great use, advice. Use the power of social media, even if you don't like it. <laughs> because and even though next door is weird, it feels less creepy than those like Instagram and stuff like yeah. that. Like, yeah. It's like you're like, OK, let's everybody look at me. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Like I have a client who found me. She was moving from um, the West Coast and she said that she clicked on like you know, she searched hashtag DC fitness and that's one that I use. And she's like, that's how I found you. And I, she's been a client for almost a year. <laughs> so it's like, oh. it's just little things like that, that, um, at first I was clueless on, I was like, I would never think to do that. But as you kind of figure things out and, and, and it's almost like trial and error <laughs> um, right? and like whatever works run with it. Um, so that's what I've been doing. Um, but it certainly wasn't, um, that was hard at first, like trying to build your book of business as a private trainer. It's like, how do you even do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's very true. It can be very difficult. I, you know, I had this guy contact me from LinkedIn a couple of days ago and he's a researcher. And so he's doing this research on personal trainers and kind of like obstacles to becoming successful. So he had seen some stuff I've done and he wanted to reach out to me. And yeah. he said, I've done all this research and you want to know what the top things that personal trainers say are like their obstacles to being successful. I'm like, sure, I'd love to yeah. hear it. And then the first one he said was what you would think was is getting clients. Yeah. Number one, it's very hard to get clients and selling clients. And then like the you know, the next one was staying in the business after that, because it's this weird double-edged sword. Okay, now you have a lot of people, and then you burn yourself out. Right, right. It's weird, man. Yeah, it's like, all right, so you complained about this one not working, but now it's working, and now you're like, I'm out. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> it's yeah. way too much. I, You know, I saw that coming when I got in, and it was one of the things, once I got into the luxury side of the business, my whole approach was like, you know, I'm not going to be killing myself. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm just going to charge a lot and have less people. Yeah. And it has totally changed my life. It has just been like, you know what? It's not for everybody. And that's okay. Right. And, you know, I focused on a segment of the market that I knew that could afford it. And that um, it would allow me to not have a large volume, but to but basically just train less and make more. That's essential. awesome. <laughs> and that took a long time believe me it took a really long time to get to but I think it was I was conflicted over it because I was like you know I'm definitely pricing people out of my services on some level and but I had to make that decision you know it's like it wasn't worth it for me to be killing myself and I think what really bothered me as an early trainer was like I just couldn't stand the lack of consistency of yeah. clients like I'm giving my everything I'm pushing myself I'm always on time. I'm always ready to go. And just people, oh, this and that, cancel here, do this and that, come with a bad attitude. You know, like, I was like, no, I need A plus people. Yeah. <laughs> <Come> yes. <through>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm weeding you know? those people out. 
<laughs> it's just the thing. I mean, I'm I, I, I'm very nice and I really care about people and I love networking. But business wise, I had to make a decision for me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, exercise is hard because you're asking people to do something that is inherently not enjoyable for them right. to do. Right. And and as personal trainers, it's almost like we're therapists, too. Like, yeah, it's like after a session, I'm I'm exhausted <laughs> it's because it's like. First of all, like you said, like we always have to be on. So you're always looking at form. You're always checking, you know, if they're doing the exercise right. You're demoing. You're this. You're that. But then you're also like if they had a bad day at work, you're going to hear about it. And you're going to be like the one that needs to offer them support as they're, you know, sucking wind going through this exercise. So it's like it's it can be a lot. Um, and doing that eight, 10, 12 times a day is like, yeah. by the end of the day, you're like, okay, I don't want to talk to yeah, anybody. Yeah, got to put a limit on it. <laughs> yeah. Got to put a limit on it. Yeah. One of my, my business partner, who was my supervisor for a long time in my previous co- the company we were in, he was like, man, you got to put a limit on this stuff. You know, I'm running the club and everything. He's like, you just, you just have to, you know, you won't survive. Yeah. If you just keep taking on people and taking on people, you know, it's just, it, the allure of it sounds good. You're like, oh, I'm going to make more money. At, what's the cost though? Right. You know? Right. And as much as we say, you know, we're a therapist, we're this, we're that, we're running ourselves into the ground. Like I wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> like, I, I love, I mean, I love going to every session and I love seeing progress and love when my clients are excited that they, you know, dropped two pounds this week and you get that text message or you get that picture. And, um, that's what it, you know, that's what the long days are that it's worth it. Um, but in a sense, it's like at some point you also have to look out for yourself with burnout and with um, running your <laughs> health and, and into the ground as well. Like we practice exercise with our clients all day, every day. Well, we want to make sure that we get our exercise in as well. It's it's just as important for us as it is for our clients. So I think that sometimes trainers get so sucked in so early that it's like, well, I don't have time for myself now. And like, it's so important to make that time right off the bat. Um, because I think that everybody experiences that. Like when I first started, I was not going to the gym every day and I'm like, well, that's what makes me happy too. So, (laughs) so like I need to make that time. It was interesting. I think you have to be very careful with that throughout the years. I mean, I think, when I didn't, when I started, I didn't understand all this that much. You know, I was a collegiate athlete, and I was just used to like tremendous volumes of exercise, like ridiculous, stupid levels. Yeah. <laughs> Very unhealthy. When you're an athlete, it's you, yeah. you trade a lot of health for performance. You know, it's it's scientifically stupid. Yeah. It's yeah. Really dumb. <laughs> yeah. And I kept doing that when I became a trainer, and I was you know working in clubs and stuff, and I was just beat all the time, like exercising 15 times a week. And it was just, it was, and I knew scientifically, I knew, you know, physiology wise, this is, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make it, man. Right. Like I was very irritable. My wife would get on me, but like, you're just exercising too much. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I learned very quickly after a few years, I was like, okay, I got to make a stand here. Like, and I basically picked out one of my clients who I thought was 
the most hardcore and really he can handle working out with me. Mm-hmm. And I made him my workout partner. I trained him and he, and, and we've been together for 12 years. Wow. Training. That's and awesome. we have trained like almost every single week for 12 years. And now it's gone virtual. So we see each other and I'm training him, but we're doing it virtually at the same time. And I gave up doing any other exercise, all of it. Yeah. And I just focused on him and me and it has worked out great. And so I have lots of rest and I feel like I'm getting really great workouts in, but I had to give up my own personal time of exercising because it was destroying me. Right. And it was literally destroying my body because I'd go, I'll work out a little bit with this person, work out with that person, teach a couple group exercise classes, work out there. And it's uh, it'll destroy you. Yeah. It'll completely destroy you. And yeah. when you're young, you're like, I can handle it. Right. You know, and like as a like I played lacrosse in college. So it was like at 5 a.m. You're waking up, you're doing conditioning, then you're going to class exactly. and then later on you're going to a two hour practice and then you're going to study hall and then you're going to the weight room to lift. And that's like it's what's ingrained in your head for so many years. So when I graduated college, I'm like, well, I still have that mentality. And I'm like, exactly. All right, I'm going to go to the gym for two hours. I'm going to run for an hour and then I'm going to lift weights. And then I'm... <laughs> it's like, no, no, you need 45 minutes max. <laughs> I mean, you just it'll crush you. Like, and get I've in, seen... get out. <laughs> yep. And I've seen it chew up a lot of trainers where they just work hard, exercise, exercise, exercise. I'm like, you better step back. I was like, first of all, physiologically, you're just doing diminishing returns anyways. Yeah. I mean, it's you're just you're just beating yourself up for no real actual physiological reason. Right. For that. The rest component just garbage to you. Yeah. You know, like it's doing nothing. But you're, you're telling other people this. You're scheduling other people so they have rest and stuff, but you're not following it. Yeah. We're our Our own worst enemies. <laughs> Our own worst enemy. We're like the respiratory therapist who smokes cigarettes. Right. Like, and I want to want people to know that I'm fit. I'm like, well, you are. But like, it's. But if you understand the science, you realize it's just not helping you. Yeah. It's just breaking you down. So it's. I think it's there's so many pitfalls to this. There really are, and you just have to be very careful, and you have to be strategic. And you have to maintain your passion over a long time. And that's very difficult to do. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, um, there's a lot of uh, factors that, that you think about as you kind of make this, people make this transition or, you know, when you first enter the industry, it's like, it's a lot more than just like going and training people. It's a lot more than just like putting together a program for an online client and hitting send. Like, there's just so much more to it than that. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it can be overwhelming, but it's, it's just like any other profession. Like you have to prioritize, you have to figure out, um, you know, you got to make priority lists, you got to make, you know, to-do lists, you have to time management. It's all the same, no matter what industry you work in. <laughs> yeah. So what's the long-term approach for you? What's the, what, if you could look forward, I mean, nobody can and see, but what do you, what do you think is your long-term vision for this? Um, you know, that's, that's always a, <laughs> a loaded question, right? Sure. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, in even five years, it's, it's continuing to expand 
more importantly expand my knowledge in the industry um Mm -hmm. there's i feel like there's two types of trainers it's like one that gets a certification once and just kind of like runs with it um and then there's the other trainer that like every day is like trying to read a new article or trying to learn about something um and just like constantly educating yourself um so I think in five years, I would love to see myself just way more knowledgeable about um, training and the human body. And then also just continuing to grow my business. Um, and hopefully this transition will, you know, if certain, depending on what avenue I go down, um, you know, I would love to, I think I would really like to get into group fitness, whether that's um, me continuing to teach boot camp classes or, um, working at a CrossFit affiliate or whatever that really means. I think that I'll figure that out soon. (laughs) Um, but if it is working at a CrossFit affiliate or a group fitness studio, um, really growing within that role, like really like honing in on it, owning it, learning from my coworkers and my colleagues and working my way up. Um, You know, I would love to be in a managerial role if that's something that's, you know, um, presented to me. Um, And just really like, I would love in five years to still be passionate and still be excited and, and not be, you know, working the six jobs and, and trying to make ends meet. Like I want this transition to, I want to obviously put in the time and and the energy, but um, I want it to be something that really makes me happy and continues to make me happy every day. I think that that is the most important thing to me. And I want that to continue to be important to me as I go through the years and and the experience. Yeah, that's, that's awesome answer. It's really good. It's, I think in fitness, it's funny you mentioned the managerial thing, which is something I did for a really long time. And uh, I feel like most trainers do want to get into that at some level. Um, what I do think, though, is that it's definitely not for a lot of trainers, yeah. I would say. Yeah. It's, I think there's an idea. To, well, I'm not saying this is you because, I mean, everything I know of you, you seem like, boom. You know, like <laughs> there's something going on here with Jocelyn. Yeah. I can feel it. But, you know, I was able to sniff that out pretty quickly with a lot of trainers. And they'd say, oh, I want to be a fitness director, you know, a GM of a club. And I'd be like, mm, yeah, I'm not so sure you should be doing that. Right. You know, because that is because for a lot of trainers, like I, I felt like I was very different as a GM because I maintain a pretty large client, a clientele while I was still a GM of a club. And I train, I trained all the time and I just made sure I, but I'm very um, good at time management. Yeah. So I always made sure that my administrative tasks were on point and they were always done and payroll and HR and all my stuff was really, I had time set up, set aside to do everything. But I think it's, um, you know, a lot of people look at it as like, I'm going to get a steady paycheck now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I would continue to like, I would definitely continue to teach or to train. Um, Yeah. I don't think I could do a, a desk job. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I would still need that interaction, I think, as as a person, just with my own personality, knowing myself. Um, yeah, I definitely think I would have to continually, same with you, like still have that that training aspect to it. 
You know what I find is, uh, and that lady Amy Ashmore I was talking to, she, you know, I just, people who have done it longer than me, I'm amazed at it. Because I'm like, <laughs> I've done this a long time. And you've done it like super long. Yeah. And she's like, you know what I found? She goes, I found that the first thing you did, the thing that you fell in love with is probably the thing you'll end up doing down the line. Yep. And again, she's like, I fought being a trainer forever and being in the boxing gyms and all that. And I'm right back there again. <laughs> And it's like, you'll go through these ways and it's like, think about the thing you've given your effort towards the most. And like, you may do try different things here and there, but like, if you're honest with yourself, you're going to go back to what you just were grinding on because you loved so much. You just may have a different approach to it. Right. That's happened to me. I started out training, continue to do it through all my corporate and, uh, you know, GM roles. And now I'm back to training full time. Yeah. And, and, and I, but I have my own company now that. I do other stuff, consulting and, you know, management of other clubs, you know, which I learned through my managerial stuff and corporate experience. But I'm primarily spending a lot of time training people again. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's so funny. <laughs> but it's like very easy for me. It's something I enjoy and it's something I've done so many times that it's, it's just extremely natural yeah. for me. Yep. Yeah, and, and as, as time goes on and as you get more experience, you know, at first it's like super awkward. It's like, uh, it is. you know, just that whole, yeah. the interaction with a client at first. It's like, <laughs> ah, this is awkward. That's funny. <laughs> um, you know, and then they become your friends and, and you yeah. know, just, you know, personal people to you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird at first, but the more you do it, just like anything, like riding a bike, um, you know, the more comfortable you get. So <laughs> it's funny. The trainers are funny to me watching them. It's like they're on awkward first dates all yeah. the time. You know, you, me, oh, can I do this? Uh, what do you think about, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. so funny. I'll be dying laughing from my office, looking at my new trainer's work. I'll be like, man. <laughs> All right, we're going to work through this, man. You know, it's going to get bad. You're like dating people, serial dating people constantly. You yeah. Know? It's, yeah, it's blind dates. All it's blind dates over and over. Yeah. It's like, oh, here comes so-and-so. Here's Karen. Here's John. Yeah. You know? Maybe that's that may, maybe, funny. Maybe that's why dating is just so easy. <laughs> <laughs> You're just, you know, doing these things here and there, you know. Yeah. And so it's hard to create commitment, though. It is, you know, for a lot of trainers to get these long term relationships, you know, and and there's a real art to that, you know, having these long term commitments with clients where you're basically becoming part of their lives on a very long term basis. Like, you know, yeah, I didn't go to saying, oh, I'm going to train somebody for at least 12 years, you know, like, yeah, that's insane. just kind of happened, you know, and he ain't the only one. Like most of my clients are in that range or slightly less than that. Wow. So these are like family yeah. members. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, go to I've their house their, for Christmas. <laughs> I've seen their kids be nine years old. Now they're in college. You know, wow. it's like, it's a really strange, you know, partied with them. We've hung out. We've just done a lot of stuff together. And it's still a business, but it's just kind of like it's companionship. And I think if once you've reached a level of companionship, it's very hard to break up at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Once you find a client that... um trust you like as soon as they trust you it's like that's like almost like the turning point in like uh all right now you can you know you trust me to with your with your body and with you know working out and and treatment and you know all of that um 
And it's a, it's a touchy subject at first. It's like, I'm going to, you're going to tell me what to do. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I am. (laughs) And you're going to listen. Definitely. (laughs) I'm the boss here. I'm going to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Let me make you think you're in charge a little too. Just so you know, kind of. (laughs) Yeah. The whole game, you know, it's a whole big game. But I think the ones that do it well, they're just very they're passionate about it. And I think, you know, this, this research guy, he asked me, so what's, what's your number one most difficult thing about being a trainer? I said, well, at this point in the stage, I think it's just making sure that I bring my best material every time yep. because I have done it so many times. It's just, and with the same people <laughs> for a long time, Yeah, you got, it's like a relationship. You got to keep it interesting over time. You got to do new things. You have to, you know, like you're, you're basically in love with somebody for a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't just tell them you love them. You know, the actions qualify love. Right. I'm a big believer in that. You know, it's not just, you can tell somebody you love them, you care about them, but it's the action qualifies that feeling. Yeah. Am I always showing up and feeling like, Hey, I'm showing you love every time. Yeah. I may be having a rough day, but I'm going to always be there for you. I'm going to be supportive and make sure you have a good workout. I'm going to listen to you whole thing. That's hard to do. We, we give people, this is going to sound really bad, but I'm going to say it anyways. (laughs) We give people way too much credit for being malleable and change. People don't like changing. They're terrible at it humans are horrible at changing so if you get somebody really good client and they stay with you a long time the odds are they probably will because the change is what is like a is like a death sentence to them they're like you mean i gotta start over yeah yeah gotta, like learn to meet another person yeah yeah it's like <laughs> they're like no way nope <laughs> no i'll i'll stay here man yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I like think that we're analogy good. though. It's so true. Like the whole with, you know, connecting that to like, like actions speak louder than words and you have to, yeah, yeah you've got to bring new material. Like you can't be coming back with the same thing. They're going to be like this again, this workout. I know I could do this on my own. <laughs> I mean, you ever watch a comedian do the same material right. over and over? You're like, where's the new stuff? <laughs> it's the same Netflix special over and over again. Yeah. You're like, yeah, You know, and I've seen that. I've seen trainers just mail it in, just kind of like give no thought. All right, here we go. You know, blah, blah. And then once you start reaching that stage, you're almost done yeah. being in the profession. Yeah, you, you, need, to, you need to just exit. <laughs> you're not helping anybody out. You know, it's just so it's really like I'm, I'm a big long term relationship person. You know, like I've been married for 15 years. It's been wonderful. You know, I have had all these clients forever you know, usually in a job for a really long time. Yeah. (laughs) I love nurturing things over a long, I'm not into getting married, even though I'm married, I'm not into the wedding. I'm into the marriage aspect of it. The wedding is just one day. Right. You know, it's whatever. You can meet a client. You can get hook up with them. I mean, there's all these analogies to dating. Yeah. I'm telling you, (laughs) you know, you're hooking up with people and stuff. doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. Yeah. But it's harder, way harder to be with somebody for a long time. It's incredibly difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's um, it's interesting because not everybody has that same mindset. Like not everybody is thinking that same way that you are. Um, 
And I think that's where it gets dicey. (laughs) (laughs) Explain that. (laughs) Like not everybody's thinking with the best intention of like in love is thinking with the best intention of their heart or uh, with the best intention of that other person that's involved. So it's the same with training. It's like, Mm. I have this, I have the best intention and I have the best, um, like I want the best for this client because I physically believe that. And I know in my heart that what I'm giving them in a training session is my best that day. So it's like, and you have to continuously do that. Like every time you train that person, you have to give 110%. You have to bring new content. You have to be energetic. You have to be positive, even if you're not feeling it because it's in the best intention of your client. Um, and it's, you know, there's days when we all have bad days. We all have things that go on. and But you have to put that aside when you're with that person. Um, and again, that could be a significant other or it could be, you know, a client. Um, and I think that that's hard for people um, kind of like separating the two. Um, and I think that that takes time in the industry to really like figure that out and like navigate through those it's almost like navigate through those emotions <laughs> jocelyn we're getting deep here yeah. I, think we hit, I think we hit a nerve with you huh <laughs> that's it started talking about relationships <laughs> jocelyn's like this is getting really personal now <laughs> talking about love and... i won't call out any names no i'm kidding, <laughs> I'm <just> kidding. <laughs> hey you know people it... There's a reason why it's very difficult to stay with a person a long time. Yeah. You know, it's messy. It's you know, because you're changing yeah. over the course of time. I mean, like I got married. I was like 20. Oh, I don't want to get in trouble with it. my wife. Doesn't <laughs> listen to the show anyways. Honest truth. She's like, oh, how's your podcast going? Like, it's great. And she's like, I haven't listened to it. I, uh, whatever. <laughs> and I was like 26 when we got married. I'm a very different person from the 41 year old me, I mean, my personality is very similar, but how I process things, my curiosities, my interests are very different than when I was 26. Sure. And, you know, you're growing with people over time. Yeah. And you're changing with them. And it's a matter of are you willing to accept the changes and the circumstances? And you're navigating this path that's constantly moving and forking and, you know, winding. It's never just straight. Yeah. And that is, that's a relationship, whether it's training, whether it's, you know, romantic, friendship, whatever. And people who are good at that, who are very good at all those things, will be pretty successful in terms of, you know, long-term retention. Yeah. On those things. And for me, training as a business, that's what you're looking for, long-term retention. Sure. You want a regular paycheck? Be a great trainer. Be in the gym. Be be really good at your craft. Be excellent at it. And I always give advice to trainers to say, you know what? The tactics of it and the progression and all that, that's awesome. It's great. But if you want to study something, study human behavior. Yeah. How to keep people on the hook for a long time. In the sense, I mean, that sounded really bad, but just to keep people engaged and into you. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of personality. That's a lot of intrapersonal relationships, uh, shaping other behaviors. There's a tremendous amount of that involved in it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, it's like, 
you know, you want, you want people that are invested in you because you invest in them. Um, and it's, you don't want to constantly, like we just said, be going on first dates over and over again with clients. Yeah. Like who wants that? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, thanks. Um, so it's like, yeah. yeah, you want, you want people to put in the time with you that you're putting in with them and, and really eliminate the turnover in a sense. Um, because again, it's like you put so much energy emotionally, physically, um, with, into these people, um, into your clients and you really care about them. You don't want them to like say, all right, thanks for six months of training. Like I just found somebody else or, you know, this isn't working. And then you got to do that all over again with somebody else to, to make up for that, that loss of income. So it's, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's hard. It's definitely hard. Um, but I think finding, you know, working on yourself as a trainer person, personality wise and, and professionally, uh, you always have to be doing that as well. Um, because you can't leave that behind for like 10 years and and be the same. Like you constantly have to be changing and evolving with, with the industry and with yourself as well. So if I was to talk to one of your clients, say this person you've had for a year or so, and I said, you know, client person, whatever your na- name of person we well, know we won't say but i'll say for jocelyn you've been working with jocelyn for a long time what do you think are her greatest strengths and what do you think are some areas she needs to work on oh jeez. <laughs> um i, think... <laughs> I wasn't expecting this <laughs> <laughs> right jeez, louise um i think they would say um that my strengths are that I am always coming with new material. Like I never, I never do the same workout over again. Like we're always doing new stuff. Cause I like to keep it interesting. Um, I always make it fun. Like I'm always going to, you're going to hate me throughout it, but at the end or, you know, on a break, we're going to be laughing. Um, so I like to keep it light. <laughs> I like right. to keep it ever changing. Um, so I think that those are two of my big strengths. Um, things that I could work on. Hmm. Uh oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. I'm like, I don't know. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm not perfect. I, I know I'm not perfect. <laughs> um, probably like just almost like timing in a sense. Um, so like not showing up on time. I've got that down to a science. (laughs) I'm punctual. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very functional, punctual, but, um, you know, every session it's like you always over plan. Um, and to me, I think one of my weaknesses is like, I make a workout and I want to get through all of that so much that day. Um, that I'll like do anything I can to get through that because it's like, I get excited about each workout that I make for a client. Um, so sometimes we're like, you know, there's certain clients that like I go over with, um, in terms of time and they're like, uh, Jocelyn, we're 10 minutes over. And I'm like, yeah, but we're, we're, we, we got to get our abs in. (laughs) And they're like, okay, like I don't have anything to do. So it's, it's beneficial (laughs) to them, but (laughs) you know, but they're like, they're like, really, they're like, really Jocelyn? Like we're going over here. (laughs) So I think just like, and I think that comes with experience, like just figuring out like how to navigate the extra long breaks that a client needs, um, (laughs) or, you know, 
them talking to you for the first five minutes about their day that you didn't really factor in. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that it's like one of my main weaknesses is like sometimes I go over probably more than <laughs> than they'd like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, just trying to figure out that balance. Oh, that's not that's not terrible. Which is not a, a mean, bad I, weakness, you know. <laughs> I, mean, I thought you were gonna really open up about something really bad. Not just no. <laughs> <laughs> it was about being transparent, you know. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? I don't ask people stuff and don't answer it myself, so I'll give you mine. Yeah. That all right. You don't feel like oh, he's just asking me these tough questions and doesn't matter, yeah, you know. No. Like, no, for me, I would say I'll start with my thing I need to work on the most. I think for me, I can be uh, like the time before I train people. I'm like pretty, I'm not a fun person to be around. <laughs> I'm like really like pacing. I'm like, I don't want to be talked to. I feel like I'm back. I'm always back before I'm running a race in college. Like I'm trying to get myself, like my, my mind together. Yeah. And I just don't like distractions. And uh it can be a little bit tough. It's tougher for me these days on some level because I work from home or stuff like so. When I'm about to get ready for my training session through Skype and all that, it's like my daughter wants something from me. You know, it's like, Daddy, what about look at this picture I did? I'm like, oh, it's good. I, I can't do this right now. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a terrible dad right now. This is bad. You know, it's like, but it's like, I've always been like that. It's like, man, it's like I, I get so lasered in that I think I ignore people. And maybe not the the nicest person to be around. Yeah. <laughs> For like 30 <laughs> minutes prior to uh, once I get into it, you know, I have people back to back. To, I'm just I'm just flowing. Yeah. You know, I'm just right, going. Right. But it's like initially it's like I need a lot of lead in time emotionally. Yeah. Because I know I'm about to be ingesting a lot of energy. Yeah. And I need to like put some armor on <laughs> mentally for that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. Okay. Let's uh let's get this mind right, you know, for this, for that. It's a performance to me. It's a huge performance. It can, yeah, it, it can be. It, it's a stage. Yeah, it certainly and can be. I'm on stage all the time. And, you know, nobody wants to come to a performance and the performer is not feeling well. Yeah. And it's mopey up there. And you're like, man, this is a terrible play. And they know, <laughs> like, and they know right away. They know what you're like. I paid money for this, like, <laughs> right? You know, you're getting like the understudy or something. You're like, ah, oh, man, it's not great. Yeah, this isn't what I so, signed up for. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like deathly afraid of that. Like, I don't want that. So I think it's just that. But I think my my if you would ask my clients, they probably say it's just I um I want. I think I'm creative, but also I think I just um I think my personality with people. I'm a natural networker. Right. So I treat training like networking. So I like asking questions. I enjoy laughing quite a bit. Um, I just, I kind of meld myself into whoever my clients are. You know, if they like gambling, then I kind of like it. Yeah. You know, they, <laughs> if they like, want to talk about, you know, honestly, like women's issues, empowerment, I'm kind of into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> And then I'll learn about it. You know, they want to talk about electric cars, Tesla, and then I'm all about it. Yeah. And I'm going to like learn about everything they're into. I'm going to study it um, so that we can have very meaningful conversations about things they're into on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't want, you know, again, it's relationships. So it's like, you don't yeah. want it to be surface level. Like you want it to be 
you want it to develop and you want to have in-depth conversations every time you see them and you want to check back like the next session be like oh did you you know did you go and look up that article i was telling you about or something you know it's like you want to have that connection and almost like lead you into that next session um because again you do care about these people and you're growing with them so yeah yeah yeah, it's it's um it's a lot of fun (laughs) it is fun it's definitely it's just you know it's a it's a people profession you know you got to be really willing to be around other people and 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 then take their energy in and you know you know it's like people they they tell you everything they like literally tell you yeah. everything yep. they're like well okay um <laughs> have you told this person how you're feeling no okay well no i have to keep that to myself yeah <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah wasn't prepared for that right <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just it's just a whole thing you know but i think you got to know yourself and i think you know, I had a lady in the podcast and she was talking so much. Her name's Sarah Dis about you got to be ready to meet yourself. She's in the public health sector. But, you know, a lot of change and a lot of growth in people is being willing to meet yourself, looking back in the mirror and saying, who am I? Yeah. And answering that question, honestly. Yes. It's very interesting. So I'm going to ask it to you. Okay. Who are you? <laughs> I am um, a very driven um, yet lovable person. Um, I think that, you know, growing up, um, driven in a sense that like, when I was young, I had a little bit of a setback. Um, You know, I had scoliosis um, and I had to get a spinal fusion um, when I was like 12 years old. And doctors were telling me, like, listen, you're probably never going to play sports again. And I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> right, you know, like, right. that was, like, such a big part of my life. And I was like, well, no, I, I'm going to play sports again. Like, that's that's going to happen. And, um, you know, I, I did the whole physical therapy. And, and six months after surgery, I was playing field hockey again. And and so I think that that just kind of, like, has has carried over throughout my whole life is, like, I'm going to see what I want and I'm going to go after it and I'm going to make sure that I get it. Um, And I think that that happens like in any aspect of my life, like working out, you know, I want to hit a PR. I'm going to, I'm going to get there or, you know, um, I really want this job, so I'm going to get it. Um, And I think that that just takes like being honest with yourself and being like, all right, is this so out of my realm or is it not? Um, and then lovable in a sense that like, I really, like, I genuinely care about people. I genuinely care about my clients, about my friends, about my family. Um, and I want to see them be successful. And I don't know that everybody has that same mentality. Like, I think, like you said earlier, it's like a dog eat dog world out there. Like, especially in the industry, like, people are out for themselves and they want to see themselves be successful and they don't care what they have to do to kind of get there, who they have to step on. And, and I don't think that, you know, as driven as I am and, and I set goals and I achieve them, I would never um, betray somebody or step over somebody or kind of like do somebody wrong um, 
to, to get to what I want. You know, I'm going to support everybody. I'm going to support the people that I love. Um, and I'm also going to support the other people in the industry. Like there are some really great people in this doing really great things in the fitness industry. And I'll be the first person to be like, when I do meet those people, I'm like, listen, like what I think you're doing is, is wonderful. Like keep doing it. Keep, keep inspiring people. Keep, you know, sharing on social media, like keep doing you (laughs) because there's so many things in this industry that can make you not be yourself. Um, So I think staying true to who you are is like so, so important. What do you think the biggest misperception someone might have about you is? Um, I think that they would say that I am too competitive. And I don't think that that's in a sense of like. Um, <laughs> but you got to win like parchees or something every time. You're like table tennis, you're going down. I don't think that that's like professionally. I just think that like I have this competitive I mean, I've been an athlete my whole life. Like it's been ingrained in my head that like, we're going to go out there on the field as a team of 12 and we're going to win and, and we're going to do anything it takes to, to get that win. Um, so like anything I do is like competitive. It's like crazy to me. It's like, you know, I work out at a CrossFit gym now and like, you know, these, these, um, metabolic conditioning circuits that they do, it's like. I'm like so competitive with myself and I almost like sometimes like take a step back. Like I'm just here to get a sweat. I don't need to like be the best on the leaderboard. Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think that they would say like, she's, she's super competitive. (laughs) That's interesting. I can, I can identify with that. I, it was funny for me. I've had to tamp that down over many years. The farther away I've gotten away from being, uh, collegiate athlete, you know, I'm not competing anymore, you know, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's gotten a little better, but like it flares up, you know, and it's like, this. it's like such a weird thing. It's, it's like something I'm almost trying to like keep down in a sense, you know, like, yeah. like I'm a, I'm a very mild mannered person. I am fun. I enjoy hanging out, relaxing, but it's like, this just sprung up like a couple of years ago. No, man, not a couple more four or five, like, at one point, I was into, like, trying out those, like, obstacle course races and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I knew I shouldn't have done it. I knew I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's going to be fun. You know, we're going to have fun. Nope. And did it with a bunch of, <sighs> just, everybody out there was, like, my enemy. Yeah. I was like, I have to pass every single one of these people. Yeah. Like, yep. and I must dominate and destroy them. <laughs> and so, like, most of them, I would do it with a bunch of people to like keep me under wraps like and it because it would look weird if I just went off by myself yeah so I was like, okay I kind of built in this fail safe and then one time I like did it by myself which is probably a big mistake because <laughs> like I got super charged up and it was like 1500 people on this desert dash thing in Vegas and I got like third and, the, <laughs> and I was like <laughs> going nuts the whole time my wife's like never she never saw me compete I, I met her after my running days were over She's like, what was that? I was like, I don't know, man. I just, I was seeing red out there, you know, it's too much, you know, like somebody works out next to me. I I'm like, they got to get away from me. I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta bury this person, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
but it's, it's like bad. for what? It's like for what? For what no reason, reason though? Yeah. Like I'm like just a weird competitive thing just pops up in me and I'm like I must destroy them. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. It's bad, man. It's I don't know. It's I guess as an athlete, it'll always be a part of you. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's people that are like, Jocelyn, like you don't have to like when you go for a run, you don't have to run a seven minute mile. And I'm like, right. But but I do run. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, you know, yeah. Can't slow down. Yeah. Like, God forbid I run an 830, you know, but right. Uh, (laughs) It's it's just a weird thing. And like this guy that I've trained with forever, He's psycho. He's a lot like me. So it's like, it's very competitive all the time. Let's kind of get it. It's like, you know, we're doing the concept rower or whatever, or the techno gym rower. And we're like, well, we could slow down. It's not like we're need to do this this fast. <laughs> and then we look at each other like, that's just not going to happen. Right. Like right. Because <laughs> you feel like garbage. You're like, oh, I let myself down. Right. I, I'm way better than this. Like, you know, you want to perform up to your potential, you know? Exactly. I'm better than this slacking off thing. You know, <laughs> like, why would I do that? Right. It's just a different mentality. It it's is. A very different. And you need to start recognizing most people aren't like that. Yeah. They're not doing that. They're like, I just show, I made it here. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, that's all you have? That's all you got. I made all it right. to the gym. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, get out of my way. <laughs> yeah, I'm like made it there. Was that even a like a question? Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just you know, this is terrible. Like today, this is people are gonna think differently about me. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I like to do deep water running. I still do it from my track days. Used to do six a.m. deep water running workouts and stuff in the pool. So today I was like, oh, I'm gonna do it. I drank a little too much over the weekend. You know, <laughs> I just need to move a little bit. You know, so I'm in this pool at the resort that I'm a member of and. It's like four old ladies are out there, you know, real pretty old ladies. And they're doing it too. And I said, don't do this, man. Come on. Don't do this. So I start like going, okay, I got to pass all these old ladies. You know, I'm going to go, I'm going to show them how hard I'm working in here. Like, and I was like, well, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's not worth it. (laughs) I'll make anything up. I'm like, even if it's imaginary, I'm like, oh yes. Um, They want to beat me. I feel it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like they're not even paying attention to you, but in your mind, they're like, like, I'm just trying to be in the pool right now, (laughs) just barely hanging on. (laughs) The psychotic guy in his mind's like, No, I just used you for motivation. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's crazy stuff. So, you you suffer from the same problem. I do, I do. do. Yeah, you're not the only one. Yeah, you have that sickness. Yep. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, I was trying to keep it at bay. You're like, okay, let's not get too crazy here. Yeah. You know, type of thing. I just wear off those races. I can't be in any race. Yeah. I will not. I will not sign up for any five Ks. <laughs> I wasn't even a, a distance runner. I was a sprinter. Yeah. I won't sign up for anything anymore. I'm like, nope. It's gonna be bad, man. <laughs> way too Type A for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, way too. It's way too. I'm like. <sighs> way too into it yeah you know <laughs> like as soon as i sign up it becomes like this machine starts going you know <laughs> let's just stop not do this <laughs> yeah just don't even put yourself in that situation <laughs> yeah yeah so you uh so you have that and you know i'm interested in your journey because one i think you're a very interesting person to me 
I uh, can't say that about everybody. I mean, all the time, but I think you just have a, you got a real drive. I mean, I'm interested in like a lot of what people are doing, but I think, you know, I respect the fact that you're trying to go full time into the business. I know from our conversations off here that you're definitely doing it. You're trying very hard. And I just respect that. I respect the hell out of it. Well, I really thank do. you. I appreciate it. It's definitely, um, it's a lot of change and, and not everybody likes change, but, um, but sometimes it's necessary. And I think that this yeah. is, this is a necessary change in my life. I, I, I'm just, uh, excited to see how things go for you. <clears throat> and as you kind of go along and I think it's the best part about networking with other people is seeing how their life changes over throughout the years of networking with them. And Yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool to watch people's journeys, especially when, um, you know, when you first start out networking with people and then seeing where they where they go. Um, I think it's a really cool part of life that like relationships that you create that you get to kind of witness. It's like a it's a really yeah. cool thing. I think so too, and. Now we're networking through podcasts and stuff. You could yeah. ask me, I was doing a podcast like 10 years ago, but like, no way. <laughs> You're like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't even know how to do that. I don't listen to these things, you know, and this is a perfect example of doing something you never thought you'd do and technology and all that stuff. And now I got all these plans. I'm interviewing people constantly and you know, it's funny. You're now you're part of the exclusive club. See? And, uh, <laughs> podcast guests. And actually, I'm probably going to end up having like a big party. Oh, cool. Because I like to party. <laughs> and clearly, as you've heard. Lose your voice. <laughs> lose my, man, it was bad. I was like yelling really loud. Like, you know, I was in this mountain, this mountain going up this gondola up this mountain of Whistler. I mean, it's incredible. That's awesome. And there's this huge bar at the top of Whistler Mountain and we're drinking and hanging out with my buddies and we're going down. I'm just like losing my mind, I'm, like yelling, I'm, like, oh, yes. And I'm just going, I'm having the greatest time ever. You know, I'm just, you know, the stuff you do when you yeah. have way too much. And, uh, you know, one of my guests was like, Darian, you should throw a big party <laughs> for all of the people that come on your show. Like, you should have like a big thing up in Blaine, Washington, where I live. It's, it's amazing. It's so beautiful up here. Yeah. Like just a big event. Invite all your guests to come out here and you throw a big party for them. I'm like, done. <laughs> Sold. Any excuse to hang out. Is definitely... <laughs> yeah, right. But it's, great. A, it's another way to network, right? Yeah. Like, hey, next May or whatever. And say, hey, I'm going to put this huge event out. Guys, come on. We're going to have happy hour on the beach and stuff. And we'll do all these little activities, hiking and all that. You know, and if you're on the show, you're invited. Yeah, it's almost thing. like a fitness retreat. It's like genius. Yeah. 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 It's just, you know, a bunch of podcast guests. Yeah. You know, people come on and they all meet each other and they network and people bond and they get closer. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's the whole thing. So I guess I guess you're invited now. All I right. Guess. And I oh, guess you're I mean, you're really going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on my <laughs> list of things to do. And I'm I'm a big list guy. Yeah. So um, it's probably going to happen. Actually, I have it on my email to remind me in September to actually do the invitation to give people a long, a long heads up for it, you know. Yeah. Like, hey, it's going to be like seven, eight months from now, probably. So. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it would be awesome to see you in person. I totally and, come. <laughs> yeah, you better. I want, I want most of the people to show up and be like, let's just have a good time. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to, whatever, just, you know. I'm all about the good times and my buddies know that I always say, you know, the 
The only thing that matters is what we're doing right now. Right? And that's what I love about this podcast is the only thing that matters to me when I'm doing it is who I'm talking to and the time we're having Yeah. during it. And they give my all to it and have a good conversation yeah. as another human being. Yeah, no, it's been um, it's been awesome. Just like just talking with you and and just from like networking with you. I mean, even from our initial um, conversation, uh, you know, there's been some people have reached out to me through LinkedIn, and um, so it's 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 awesome to see just kind of like how how it takes off and how so the power of social media. <laughs> the power, power of you, you said it. You yeah. said it our social media and, and you know and you don't have to and I think it's a good point to kind of end off telling people and it's like you don't have to do the same thing everybody else is doing right. with it you know you don't have to go on Instagram and be someone you're not right on there yeah stay true to who you are and, and find what yeah. works for you and and do that like be be don't try to change yourself to be you know in with the crowd no stay true to who you are and and things will develop and things will work out for you as a person yeah you may never be insta famous you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not everybody's goal actually, it's certainly not mine <laughs> honestly, you probably don't want to be yeah you, yeah <laughs> it's, it's not a good thing to have on your resume <laughs> you, know, you know uh you know you just en- enjoy yourself who you are There'll never be another person like you. You're going to be you. Right. And enjoy it. And uh, I always always tell my staff, I'm like, you're you're good enough for me. Yeah. And uh, and just whoever you are, if you're a little wild, we'll embrace that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you can have some boundaries, but, you know, it's okay if you're a little crazy. We'll take that. It takes all types to be successful. Sure. You know, and whatever that means for you. Success is very relative, not absolute. Exactly. You know, in terms. So... But thank you so much, Jocelyn, for taking a chunk of your time to uh, spend time with a guy who lost his voice kind of <laughs> mountain. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate our conversation, and I look forward to, um, you know, to future events with you, <laughs> your big party. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you say you're coming out, you should come out. I'm telling you, it's going to be wild, probably. Yeah. I'm known for great parties. I'm a big party thrower. <laughs> I probably look on LinkedIn and look at this guy's done all this stuff. But behind the scenes, I throw a mean party. All man. right. <laughs> and so uh, it's always fun. Yeah. You know, so thank you for your time. And we will connect another time. All right. Thank you. All right. Later. All right. Bye. Bye. What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there. Sharing plates with just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Your post-Pilates gear. Those funkified running shoes. They could all smell like a new car. Thanks to the MyGM Rewards card, you'll earn four points for every dollar spent on all purchases everywhere. And seven total points for every dollar spent with GM. Earn towards a brand new GM ride with every yoga mat and spa treatment. That's the power of appreciation. From us to you. Namaste, y'all. Subject to credit approval. Terms and limitations apply. Visit MyGMRewardsCard.com.